Hey, everybody. That's a, I can't get over how to start this. Thing. Hi, welcome to Learning to Talk, the podcast featuring me, Matt, and also Zach and Cam. Cam's a little tired today. Yeah, Cam, Cam's been on like a real bender these last weeks. Also, we've never recorded a podcast in the morning. Yeah. I like I don't know why of this week of all weeks we well, decided to do it in the morning. Well, we were going to record this afternoon, but my wife and one of my children, <clears throat> excuse me, are leaving. Uh, they're going back to where we used to live. Uh, someone we knew passed away at the funeral, so I've got to pick up my younger son from school. So I can't be, you know, not there to pick up the kindergartner mm. at school at three o'clock. So I I had to. Had to do the morning, which I'm fine with because I, I honestly, I have a very limited window of brain power and that's between like 930 and noon. Yeah. After that, I'm useless. <laughs> so this is good for me. Interesting. I'm the total opposite. 930 and midnight. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on fire, dude. <laughs> And <laughs> nine thirty at noon is not my Well, you're one of these creative types that <laughs> there is no boundary no. or like rhyme or reason to when inspiration or productivity strikes. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. But it's rarely in the morning. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd prefer not to be a morning guy. When I was young I wasn't. But now that I'm super old and have children, it's like I only have so much time before I need a nap. Yeah. I have to have some type of boost in the afternoon to make it through the afternoon. But then nine o'clock PM rolls around and I'm ready to go. You're you're asleep. No. No, you I, rally. I, 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 oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh. Not very productive most of the time because by that point I'm like everyone else is asleep. Now I get to just do nothing. Oh, understood. See, but, I have my best ideas at nine o'clock at night. If I start, this is my problem. I get I get energy at nine, and if I choose to start to be productive and get my turn my brain on, then I'm up like all night. Because, mm. but if I just kind of veg out, yeah, have some guilty pleasures. Great segue. <laughs> However, <laughs> what? No, go on. I'm interested all to right. what you're about to okay. say. We're gonna learn something about Cam today. Oh, good. All right, I'm going to start a new thing. I hope this is a new thing because this would be a great thing for us to do. <clears throat> I have a favorite candy bar. Okay. Mm. I have a favorite candy bar and not many people have tried it, which is mind blowing to me. I grew up on these things. But if you were to say what is like the best, um, I can't think of the word chocolate treat that comes in a square <laughs> that you can name. So like you're, you go to your local convenience store and you're trolling the candy aisle. Yeah. What, what's the, I mean, what's, it's the perfect candy. It's Reese's cup. It's a Reese's cup. Reese's cup is right? the greatest chocolate based treat. Yeah. It's on the, the best. It's the best. Would you disagree? Uh, just say it's the best. It's, or it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. You, do, you have a hot take on this? You got a different chocolate treat you love? I mean, I'm I I would some I would usually choose like either a Snickers or too much. Of a um, oh, interesting. Okay, like, so you, you you're still on you're still on board though. But I, yeah, I mean the Reese's cup is peanut butter. I mean, I, 
I went one summer. I ate peanut butter on every single thing I ate. Oh wow! And pizza—that's dedication. If you name it, pizza. And I would say I like peanut butter. <laughs> I like pizza. I like peanut butter. I like bean burritos, and I put it on there, and it never was bad. So oh, that's I mean, super strange. I really want to see what Cam's doing, but I also want to know <laughs> what was a surprise peanut butter combination that you had. That's was there any that just like sushi peanut sushi and peanut butter? Or like- uh, I was very poor that summer, so I didn't have sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in an apartment with no furniture, selling books door to door in North Carolina. But um, you sound like a cartoon character. <laughs> like you had no furniture, bookstore to door, slathering peanut butter on everything you <laughs> everything, could find. Yeah. Oh. Oh chicken, frozen chicken patties. It was actually really good. Frozen chicken. Yeah. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Keep Very going. Okay. Anyway, Reese's cups. I'm, they're they're awesome. This my favorite candy bar makes Reese's cups better. How? Well, let me show you. <laughs> keep talking. I gotta get it. <laughs> I don't. To me, the the classic Reese's cup. And I'm not into the Reese's like holiday treat, like the egg shape or the tree shape. The ratio is off, but the ratio in a standard Reese's cup is perfect. All right. So what you have in front of you is a fast break bar. Fast break fast bars break. have been my favorite candy bar forever, and it is basically a Reese's cup with nougat. I like nougat, but I good. I don't. I don't know if this can beat a Reese cup. We're going to try it. All right, so here's how this works, okay? One bite. Everybody knows the rules, okay? <laughs> I don't I don't want to get sued, dude. Don't you're not going to get sued. Don't do that to me. Every, we're all going to take a bite, okay? Look at the smoothness or of that Or two or three. Though. Yes, I know. It's, 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 a good, it's a good presentation here. They're kind of hard to find. I had to go to a gas station. You can't find them at the store. I remember when these came out. I've never had one. Oh, but really? I remember. Have you ever had one? I don't think I have. All right, so listen. We're, we we don't say anything. Well, actually, we can say a little bit, but we're rating one to ten. Even numbers, like one, two, three, four, five. I know those aren't all even, but those aren't allowed. You have to use decimals. Okay. So why don't we do one to a hundred and just give a? No, that's no, no, no. That's not how it works, Matt. <laughs> It's the same okay. scale. All right, here we go. Should, this we, is, this should is, we do a little clinky? Th- this is breakfast for me. Yeah, me too. I'm getting some head nods. I don't know how to rate it because peanut butter still tastes terrible to me after having COVID. <laughs> I got but. chocolate on my fingers. <laughs> and, on my, and on my belly. <laughs> All right, I'm coming out with my with my score. You want me Already. to just go straight in? Yeah, just run it. Seven point seven. That's a high score. It's very good. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I was gonna go seven point five. That was pretty good too. Yeah. I like this. It's, it has the nougat, nougat mm-hmm. of like a Snickers, but doesn't mm-hmm. have like too many other things yeah, like a Snickers no, there's does. No crunchy. Yeah, there's no crunchy the texture is nice. Here's my only problem with it right now. That I got you. It's a little too sweet. Mm. Like I took two bites and I need some water. Like mm. I need to wash it down. No, it's definitely sweet. It's a little too sweet. However. I think it, I think this is better than some other candy bars. Like this is better than a Milky Way. Yep. This is better than a Snickers. I think so. Mm. And you said Snickers was your favorite. No. 
That's not what I said. I said I would oftentimes <laughs> pick a Snickers over a Reese's. Mm. That to me is the same. <laughs> I don't find it as good as a standard Reese's cup. Reese's cup, Reese's cup. It is still delightful. See, I give it an eight one, which is still not the highest you can go. I I believe that there's things better, but that is my favorite. I like bar. the Twix more than this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love Twix. Twix are good. Um, relatively same family too. Like I, you couldn't compare this to something fruity, right? This is no. in, this is in the chocolate realm. Right. No, because but. the greatest candy of all time is a fruit candy. Okay, Starburst, Haribo Gold Bears, baby. Oh no, oh. yeah, come on, that's greatest not of true. all time. No, nope, absolutely not. Anyway, okay. now there are better gummy bears. There are not. Dude. <laughs> I am. We're gonna have to cut out the part of this podcast because I'm about to go Old Testament. <laughs> like there is not a better gummy bear than a Haribo Gold Bear. It is not only the best gummy bear; it's the best confectionery treat mankind has ever known <laughs> nope nope no i'm uh, nah, dude um no I, i'm i'm all on watermelon sour patch kids or I'm water out. Um, <laughs> okay so that concludes our podcast no i'm just kidding that concludes our first rendition of i don't even know what we're gonna call this however i encourage both of you there's chocolate on my chair where i was sitting oh gosh darn it matt i encourage to eat it i encourage <laughs> i encourage both of you to at some point bring something we haven't tried before. Have you? Well, I won't say. Yeah. What? Have you tried? Oh well, then don't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna bring heroin. <laughs> if you can, if you can bring it, then don't say it. Okay. No. But remember, write it down if you have to. Because okay. all right. So there's our there there's our first taste test. Would you say something like this, Cam, is a guilty pleasure of yours? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Well, I don't feel much guilt, but <laughs> could say well, that's that. interesting because today on the episode we are going to be answering the question and kind of processing together: Do I need to feel guilty about guilty pleasures, like eating a fast break bar for breakfast? Yeah, or some other things, you know. Now, uh, I think we need to start this conversation really by trying to define what a guilty pleasure is. So let me just ask you guys, when you say guilty pleasure or here, like what is, how do you define what is a guilty pleasure? How would you put that into words? I mostly think of like self-indulgence. Like this idea that it's whatever it is, is only self it's a very selfish thing. It doesn't benefit the world at all. Yeah. Okay. Cam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know how else I would Thanks. describe it. Thanks, Cam. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, that's, that was good. I know, when I, I'm with Zach on this one. <laughs> yeah, and when I think of guilty pleasure, I think of something that if other people found out you liked yeah. it or did it, yep. you would kind of be embarrassed about it. Mm. You know? And there's yeah, kind of. Yeah, maybe kind not of. really embarrassed, yeah. but like you don't go broadcasting it like, you know, to your buddies, to your bros. Uh, and I think there's a couple levels of this that I want to hit on. There's there's like this the very superficial level like of guilty pleasure. And then there I think is a deeper sort of spiritual level where, oh, 
I actually feel like maybe I shouldn't be doing this or watching this or whatever because uh, Jesus is going to judge me for it. Or I'm like, it's affecting me, you know? So there's like that deeper level of where, hey, maybe we're crossing into a a real like guilt of sin boundary in some way as we talk about it. So I think there are a couple levels as well to this idea of a guilty pleasure. But I had this question just in my head as we were thinking about things to talk about on this podcast. And the nature of what we do here is just to be honest and vulnerable and kind of process things together. And I thought, what, what a great, this could be an interesting conversation <laughs> talking about guilty pleasures. Yeah. Cause it's an interesting gray line. Cause sin in and of itself is yeah. a guilty. Pl- I mean, we don't really usually sin unless it, we like it. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, I think an argument can be made. Yes. <laughs> so it's like the, the one side that you're talking about, like far pendulum swing is all sin is a guilty pleasure, but is all guilty pleasure sin. Yeah. I think qu- that's really the heart of the question <clears throat> here that we're going to talk about. Um, I do want to start, I had to write these verses down <laughs> with uh Oh, you can't prepare it. Okay. The, the, let's not say prepared. Let's I say totally with a prepared. vague understanding of what we were talking about. Today. <laughs> <You're> great. <laughs> I am um, because yeah, what you just said, Zach is so right on, but also like, I know for me, I don't, I don't have like a lot of guilty pleasures in my life that I, I mean, most of it would, I'd say would come in terms of media, things I consume, whether it's, television or music or things that may maybe don't have like, you know, I'm not watching veggie tales from 20 years ago. I'm anyway, we could talk, we'll talk more about that. But, but I, I was thinking about this because the question would be, well, what is watching this TV show sinful or, um, you know, this type of music or whatever. And there's just a couple of verses that, that came to mind thinking about, Oh, maybe you're not actively engaged in physically doing something. You know, like I, I murder people and that's a guilty pleasure. Like, no, I don't know why that's a very extreme <laughs> example, but, but just like passively consuming. So here's a couple, a couple of verses from scripture that, that came to mind. First one's from Colossians three verses one and two, where Paul writes, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. You know, so that to me says like, hey, indulging in consuming things that are sort of anti-righteous, anti-Christness, maybe not the best. And then the other verse comes from Second Corinthians 7, where Paul writes, since we have these promises, you know, the gospel, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So there's just two verses I was kind of pondering in the last day or so <clears throat> in terms of that. So with that in mind, let's talk about guilty pleasures. <laughs> I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Mm. I feel like there's you're the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Scale, but not scale. The, Spectrum of yeah, maybe spectrum of what this could be is is pretty large from like murdering someone for fun to, for instance, I 
I feel like a guilty pleasure that's really innocent, I think, some might disagree, is the amount of tape, paper towels that I use versus like rags or <clears throat> regular towels. Like I, just, I, I hate... That's a very I, interesting example, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I say, I like, but I think I think of this. I mean, like it, it, it makes me think. I mean, I feel because there are moments when I have guests in my house where I like feel the that almost embarrassment, borderline embarrassment that we use paper towels for everything versus like reusable, washable th- towels. And are you talking like? In the bathroom for like drying your hands, uh, use them there. Or is it more like sometimes, but in the kitchen, like yeah. all cleaning, like. Well, for instance, like we we <clears throat> use paper plates for everything but dinner. Dinner is the only time we real we use real plates. Yeah, and so that's a so. Similar. And do you do you feel guilty about that, or do you just have this? Well, it's, it's, we live in Vermont. It's a very yeah, eco-conscious culture here. So when people come in your house, you feel they might judge you. For right. That, I mean, you know? that's that. Yeah, I don't think I. When I dig down, I don't feel guilty, but there is an outside pressure. Okay, so you're you just brought me to exactly what I was thinking about when I was thinking about this topic that we were going to talk about. Like, I was trying to think of like guilty pleasures of my own, and they're all guilty pr- pleasures because other people put guilt on me for doing them <laughs> not because i'm guilty about them like yeah. i i don't care like my so for instance like i live at my parents house if i have any sort of alcohol i'm an alcoholic in my parents eyes <laughs> you know what i mean and it makes me feel guilty i don't actually feel guilty about it other than the fact that they just put it on me but that's like the case with so many things <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. I thought it was Even though I, I just got to say, because we were, we were at your parents' house in the basement, which <laughs> were super cool. Um, but like in your kitchen, there's just bottles and bottles of liquor on the counter. Like when you <laughs> walk by. I know. Your mom today actually was like, we don't, I don't drink these. They're just here. My, our other son, he left them here and blah, 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 but blah. But that's you the know? thing, right? <laughs> she but was like clear. justifying to me. <laughs> exactly. And I walk over, of course, I like open up this bottle of tequila and I smell it. I'm like, oh, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is not a me problem. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Like I, as, or, as you two know, I'm, I'm finding myself to be an IPA guy. I'm finding myself to like me as and, every white male. Yeah, me and, well, me <laughs> and I at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but oh my gosh, like I never drink to get drunk. Like then I maybe like feel guilty about it, right? Mm-hmm. But there, there is no issue with it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like oh, like yeah, I'm gonna have an IPA or whatever. But it's like I have this guilt from outside sources. It's not actually that I feel guilty about it. Do you ever feel guilty just in and of yourself uh, for things? Like, I mean, maybe there's some things we don't have to talk about now that are like, you know, not, not good, but like things like that, like drinking or, or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think like when I truly feel guilty about myself, it's like when I disappoint somebody, Mm -hmm. but that, can go one of two ways. Either I did something stupid and actually disappointed somebody or they're disappointed because of some random reason that's out of my control and I feel guilty about it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I mean, I think this is, <clears throat> it's probably where the line is like from sin to not sin is <laughs> 
the what we what we call guilty pleasures and the guilt that we feel for those is like not guilt it's shame like outside you know like shame's not the right word but it's like we're ashamed of that we shame, like this I think shame okay. might be the right word yeah um <clears throat> and then if if we actually feel guilty in our spirits <laughs> then that's where i mean you probably have to question is oh did i just cross a line yeah and and it's just this weird i mean that's what like if you google guilty pleasure it's something that you enjoy despite feeling that it's not generally held in high regard so it's, you have notes too i just googled oh, okay. guilty pleasure he literally just said if you google it oh, yeah. he opened his phone. <laughs> yeah yeah so something you know something that one enjoys despite feeling that it's not generally held in high regard so it's not like high it's held in high regard by others around you outside forces and yeah so yeah i think what we're you guys are hitting on is is this guilt shame thing it really is like how we relate to others in that where we feel that most um does that or can that help you know, that outside pressure from people, whether it's your family or people in your, in the church or whatever, help really guide our moral compass? Or do we just have to say, well, I enjoy this and it's not, it, I don't see it as a sin issue. So whatever, forget those guys. They're just being grumpy. <laughs> like, is there, should we put stock in, in the pressure we feel from others when it comes to these, these things? Well, it's a both and yes and no answer, I think. Right? I mean, yeah, sometimes I mean, yes, and sometimes, sometimes not. <laughs> Depends on the situation, I right. suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I think I do, whether I should or not. I don't know if that's worth anything. Well, the yeah. question is, should you? Like, should, is that, is that, a, can that be, should it be a guiding principle for us when we come up in moral dilemmas, like, I feel like the answer is no, because like, isn't the whole idea as Christians we're supposed to not care what people think? <laughs> like, well, are we're supposed, we supposed to, care to be different. What, we're supposed to care what Jesus thinks. Well, yes. And thank you, Matt, for the clarification. <laughs> and if Jesus's people are saying, "Hey, that thing you're doing is kind of weird and bad," like, mm. should we consider, like, oh, maybe this isn't this isn't great? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure. Even if they they're old and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's the nature of being brought into a family. And that's, that's what we, that's what we said yes to when we came in to believe in Jesus. And, but family's not always right. But I think we have to consider the, the communal voices around us to some degree. I mean, that's, that's how they're, they're part of us, you know, 
Now, do we do it all good well all the time? No. Do we, and when we get older, get stuck in our like cultural ways and think that things are black and white? Yes. Is that helpful? No. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't. I don't consider myself having very many guilty pleasures. Maybe that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a few. On the superficial side, one, and I don't know if I, f- I don't know if I would consider feeling guilty about it, but if I'm like in the car listening to the radio or some Spotify mix and a, this might sound weird, a female pop vocalist comes on, you better believe I am cranking it and <laughs> jamming out. Like I love, and I, there, there's some, I don't, I don't, but like one of my favorite songs to just jam out to is like a prayer from Madonna. I love that song. <laughs> now, are you in the it, free Britney movement? Uh, I'm, I'm staying, I, you know, I, as long as she's healthy and, and not a danger to herself, but you know, I, I don't want to get into that, okay. but, but like, if you listen, look at the lyrics or listen to a, like a prayer from Madonna, like not a, not a righteous song, you know, that song's about, it's about sex. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, uh, Best I can tell. Yeah. but gosh, I love that song or like Katy Perry, like California girls by Katy Perry. <laughs> God, I love that song. But again, that song's about like looking at California girls and like their tan skin and stuff. And, but I just love that song and not because of the message of it, but so yeah, that's that muddies the waters even more. Yeah. Music music opens a whole can of worms in that sense. Yeah. I love a lot of music. I've never even listened to the lyrics. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. You should probably find out some of those things, you know, just a, you know, but I, but I, I love that. I love music and, and, you know, that's very silly, but, but like a lot of music, it's good and it doesn't like set my mind on things above, you know, as Colossians three calls us to. So like, is that good or bad? Should I feel guilty about that? You know, kind of actually small tangent, small tangent away related. Yeah. But so recently I, for like the last, I want to say like three weeks or something, I've been making a point to only listen to Christian music because I think Christian music right now is meh. Like, I don't think it's very good. It's always been at best meh. Yeah. Like, I think. I, like the last good Christian album that came out was People by Hillsong United. And that was like three, four years ago. And now every song's 12 minutes long and it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, you can't have any, like, it's like, I'd, I'd rather fall asleep driving listening to this than like be excited about it. But anyway, I've been trying to do it because I know like the influence that it has on you. Like, I remember, I, I just, I was thinking about this and like, I don't listen to like bad music anymore. Like I'm a big like punk rock fan and stuff like that. But, um, I used to be into the screamo stuff and, and all that stuff, but like the music I listen to is good and it's pop or punk pop rock, whatever. But I was like, you know what I need when like, cause when I'm listening to music, I'm, I'm is one of the few times I'm not working. And I'm like, I just want to be like influenced with peace in those moments. So I've just been listening to Christian music. So have you noticed the difference? 
Since you well, started this practice. <laughs> I think so. Because, I mean, for me, right, like, when I'm driving or whatever is when I'm listening to music. And it has been a little bit more peaceful moments rather than jumping in the car, listening to punk rock, like going to church and then like working at church and then whatever. But, um, but I know the influence that it has on me. And I like, because I know that music influences me and it, it does influence my mood, right? Because that's what music does. I mean, it has the power to do that. Um, so recently I've been trying to, not trying. I have been just been listening to that like Christian music whenever I'm listening to music because I know the influence that it has on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I guess the flip side of that, why I bring that up, I suppose, is the flip side of that is when you listen to music, oftentimes you don't think about the fact that it actually does influence you, right? Like I like I said earlier, I listen to music. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know the stories of the song. I just think they sound great. But those do influence you, whether you know it or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of, you know, why I wanted to bring up this topic today is the input we have, what we input into ourselves, that how and does it affect us in our output or in our inner being? Like you're just talking there. And yeah, I feel that with music too. Like if I need to get up for something, I put on music that gets me up. If I'm like preparing a sermon, I'll typically listen to worship music, you know, and that just gets you in the right headspace. Uh, I have done what you've done in the past where I've like listened to Christian music or worship music, like in the car and stuff and tried to do exclusively. But I also love music so much. And if the music's bad, like I don't want to listen to it, even if it's, Mm. if it's like talking about Jesus, I'm like, Oh, this, this is a bad song. I don't want to listen to it. And then I'll put on a good song that is not exactly glorifying to Jesus. I mean, it's not like hail Satan, uh, you know, but it's, it's not, setting my mind on the things above. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think there as a music guy, it's what I do there. I've had this conversation over and over and over again with people through the years. And I think there's, there are songs and artists that, have intent to like be against God. Like you were just saying, you know, like whatever, but music, I believe excellent, well played music can always bring you like with the right approach or can always glorify God. I think that it's whether it's a pop song that wasn't intended to be glorifying the God, but there's music in of itself. It's his, it's his idea. Like when music is beautiful. Yeah. Beauty can always bring glory to God. I think about this sometimes too. And, um, music is such an interesting thing because 
if you if we're all just bags of flesh walking around, like what is music then? We're just ascribing meaning to sounds strung together, you know? Like God's idea you just said, music and like music is so wonderful and powerful and pleasurable. And yet like if yeah, if we're all just random meat sacks walking around, like what's the point of music, no, you yeah. know? And mm-hmm. it it just there's something in us that that is there that needs, you know, to be on the one hand expressed in the making and writing of music and on the other hand received in the listening to and enjoying music. And that's no accident, I don't think. Yeah, and I, I mean really beauty is the word. It's just all beauty comes from God. So I'm going to be judged for this because it's so typical me. <laughs> so Cam. The Lord of the Rings soundtrack uh-huh. is better than some worship albums. I mean, that's not for even sure. that's not even a question. <laughs> but, but because it is beautiful music. Yeah. It, also, the freaking movies are beautiful. Can I know, just but, can but, I can I tangent this tangent and just brag to you for a second? You're welcome to. Yeah. Um, brag to me. Okay. A few years ago. <laughs> number of years ago. Oh, I don't even. Oh, okay. The Lord of the Rings movies, one each, you know, in successive years, I think it was in December, mm-hmm. were playing down at Radio City Music Hall with the live orchestra oh. over top. And I got tickets and went to all three. No. Yeah. Me didn't. and my buddy Adam. So you watched the movie with the live orchestra? Yes. Wow. Unbelievable, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> I would like, love. Like, you have no idea. You listen to the music, and then you watch, like, watching an orchestra perform, too, is so, because everyone's, mo- you know, and. The, I just want to mo- see an orchestra do it. It's like, amazing. It was, it's one of the greatest pleasures of my life getting to do that. Anyway, not to yeah, get well, too deep guess, down I mean, this wow. Go down the tangent even farther. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, or bring it back a little bit, is. It's it's at the core what we're talking about is with music and I think in a lot of things is this sacred versus secular distinction that the the church has put on the world that's we could get really theological about and could go back to like some Neoplatonic Let's ideas. Not do that. So we're not gonna go there. But, <laughs> that, but sounds like, hard. that sounds hard. <laughs> yeah. Like but there but but uh, at the top of that, the tip of that is we don't have to do that. We don't have to, we don't have to separate. Well, and let me ask this question. Does this conversation apply to all media in general? You know, because music's one thing, it's auditory and it's, it doesn't have necessarily that visual aspect with it. But, you know, I mentioned earlier, I don't have a lot of guilty pleasures. The ones I do have uh, that I've thought about before all are media, whether it's music, like I mentioned, you know, female pop vocalists, um, (laughs) the big, the only thing that I've really felt guilty about at times is a television series and, um, if you're listening, I bet you have one on the top tip of your tongue that you're about to blurt out. It's Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I watched Game of Thrones wall to wall. Loved it, except the end. Uh, the last two seasons were trash. And maybe those I should feel guilty about watching. But Game of Thrones, so compelling, so well produced, so well written. Uh, the story was so gripping. And yet, so incredibly like <laughs> littered with things that you watch and see and go, I probably shouldn't be watching this just cause like, again, 
not only is it not setting my mind on things above, it's trying to set my mind like way down in the dirt, mm-hmm. you know, every from nudity to conspiracy and murder and everything that you can think of. Yeah. It's gnarly. Yeah. Game of Thrones super is gnarly. gnarly yeah. Sense. I never watched it, but highly, yeah, rec- highly recommend, <laughs> 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 but like I, I genuinely had times, you know, I, where I would like, hide the fact from people in the church or otherwise that I watch this show because like you guys were saying earlier, I was fearful of that shame, like external shame coming. But there were also times where I had to say like, Oh, should I, should I be watching this? And then I'd say, well, it's so good. I can't give them now. You know, Game of Thrones is probably the most extreme example of what we're talking about. Cause and, it, and it I'm is, in it. It was like the biggest show. Yes. Still one of probably one of the biggest shows. It was a cultural phenomenon like you haven't seen in a long time yeah. coming from your television screen. Yeah. And how it just permeated culture and social media and everything and especially as it was coming to its conclusion. It was huge. But yeah, it was just a mess. And I like after the first couple seasons I got a little bit better. It about did. Some yep, of that it stuff. did. Yep. But yeah, it is. I think "littered" is a great word. It's littered with just like it's just dripping just with tor- terribleness. Yeah, and uh, and yet, like I justified to myself, oh no, I'm not letting it affect me in that way. I'm not like watching boobs on screen and then looking at boobs online and you know doing that thing. But still, I still question about that at times. Like, do I? Should I? Have I? Do I need to like feel the guilt that comes from like a righteous guilt because this was probably not the the best thing to encourage Christlikeness and holiness, you know, mm. and just how it how it as a medium um, came at you. Yeah, that one's tricky. Especially Game of Thrones. I feel like if we, because if we were talking about like Breaking Bad, which is an example you gave me yesterday. Well, that's that's the greatest show of all time. It is the greatest show of all time. Greatest show of all time is Breaking Bad. That's a totally different story because it is not like, yeah, it's got like the drugs and the murder and like whatever, but it's not anything compared to like Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it still has this like, the with with a show like Breaking Bad, there is a moral question at its foundation. Like, is bad things done for good reasons good? You know, and that's right, what you yeah. see play out over time. And then you watch the story unfold, and maybe you don't recognize it, but that moral question might be answered in your mind as you watch something mm. happen on screen. And well, I guess the question is, can well, I don't know if this is a question, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Can you go into watching something like that with the understanding of the message that it's going to be told to you? And can you shut that out? Be like, okay, I know this is the underlying message. And like, does going in with that expectation help not be fooled by that underlying message? I guess you could say. I think it can. And I, I can it. Well, I think like we should always be critical of any cultural or media things like always have a critical eye. You know, if you have the tools to do that, like ask the questions and it can be it can be it can be good because you can say like I for a long time, especially when I was in seminary, 
I was taking ethics classes and stuff and I'm watching Breaking Bad and I'm like, oh, there's like an ethical foundation to this. This is a story told from a secular like mind and this is now a popular thing. So what is reflected in this story is is like thought process that's out there in the world. So from my point of view at times, I've watched the, like Breaking Bad trying to understand <clears throat> the cultural narrative or the how others would answer that question outside of the church or maybe inside the church. Does that make sense? You know, just using it as like a case study for myself, like, oh, this is how people think in extremes because it's a television series, but this is out there. Like, this is how people think. So I mm -hmm. think if you come at it with that eye, yeah, there's benefit to it. But just speaking of myself, I know, I know that I have a semi-addictive personality. Like when I get into something, I really get into it. And I like, I'm all about it. So there's a danger in that too. Like, even if you start something with that critical eye, if you're enjoying the, the journey of consuming it, for me, it becomes, you have quickly moved past that critical point and just go to like, oh, I need to watch the next episode or whatever, because there's something in my soul that needs that to be fed by that thing. And it, it's, not the same as it was at the beginning of the process. Does that make sense? I have a feeling you've never seen Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. I have not either, either <laughs> of them. Yeah. But I have, like, <clears throat> I really enjoy good things, and many and most good things in media are not, like, they don't glorify Jesus. You know, they're, mm. they're, Breaking Bad. They're Good things being, like, yeah, like, yeah, like well, well, well produced. Well done. Things. Yes, exactly. We'll yeah. say it like that rather than good. Uh, but well done things. So I, I'm constantly fighting this battle in my soul of like, it's probably not constant battle, but it's there. Like, I'm enjoying this, but should I be? You know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, and but like the other end of this is like, we experience things in like our day-to-day -day lives that are comparable to breaking bad or comparable to in the sense of like just not good influences right or, or or whatever just with like life itself but i think you know what we're i'm gonna word this horribly but like what we're called to do right is to stay in the word you know have a relationship with the Lord, all this stuff to help us walk through the mess that's put in front of us. But I guess it is weird when you're putting that mess in front of you <laughs> on purpose, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, it, yeah, it's, we don't somehow, I feel like I, I won't talk for we as, anything other than me is I often try to put like this negative connotation on balance or, or like finding the, the middle ground. And I think, but that's actually like probably it's really healthy. It's like it's excess is what is usually, negative right like in anything in most anything we do and and so if we can find beauty 
in things excellent that are done with excellence or well done and enjoy it without it being done in excess to the point where it's whatever feeding an addictive soul desire that's not from the Lord, you know, then there's, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that, that that's good that that's not best, but not harmful, you know? And I think it's okay. Unless it's Game of Thrones. Unless it's Game of Thrones. The more well, I think you about know what the it, worst part of Game of Thrones? Well, I have a hard time justifying Game of Thrones. I wouldn't. I've not seen, I mean, I've seen parts of it, but it does seem like. Here's what I'll say about Game of Thrones. <laughs> so uh, if you've lost respect for me at this point, or if you're like, yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, the journey was so great until it started to be bad. And then like the moral compromise I felt I didn't even, you don't even get the payoff because it, it ended so badly. At the mm. end, you're like, oh, wow, all the moral corruption I put myself through isn't even worth it because the <laughs> show ended so poorly, you know? Oh, so, yeah. anyway, that's the last thing I'll say about Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad, however, ended perfectly. Perfect. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I do. I do honestly, like, still at times carry around this. Man, I don't know if I should have carried, like, watched that show. And then there's times where I go, ah, it. It, in its heyday, it was it was near perfect, and it was worth the, you know, yeah, the little bit of moral corruption of it. <laughs> but but really, the question I think I don't know if we asked this already, Cam. You might have said it, but like, can we do these things inherently affect us, and or is there things we can do as we live our lives and and enjoy things like music or movies or or television shows other than game of thrones that we can do to like, just not let the, that seep into us and affect us. You know, is there ways we can, or that you have been able to sort of shield yourself and yet still be able to enjoy and appreciate a well done, pleasurable in a not weird way thing like music or yeah. Yeah. TV series. Well, this totally doesn't answer what you just asked me. Good, good. (laughs) (laughs) But just recapping for my own, like I'm trying to keep up with this conversation. I just woke up. So when we can find things that are beautiful, if we can find beauty in music, if we can find beauty in movies, shows, whatever, then thumbs up to an extent right because right. that's where it gets muddy because anybody can justify anything right like for but again i think like a good example for me i watch lord of the rings it is freaking beautiful i love that movie the music is unreal you don't even know dude i don't i don't want to hear it dude i do want to hear it i don't want to hear it from you um like yeah I was, I'll change the I'll change the analogy from media to food, mm. right? Okay, like for sure. me, a lot of my what I would say I would sometimes feel guilty about is the 
you know, I do. I love McDonald's. You know, it's really good. You know, apparently they have the best fries according <laughs> yeah, to YouTube. Yeah. Total bogus. They do. Oh, you had in and out last week, right? Yeah, their fries suck, but yeah. man, their burgers. They're all good. limp and <laughs> yeah, it's like wobbly. Um, in and out fries, but, but yeah, burgers are good. But it's like yeah. McDonald's in and of itself is not inherently evil. Right, mm. uh, I mean, case I mean it's a question. <laughs> Actually, that could yeah. be a case made on McDonald's, but <laughs> I understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> a Big Mac is not inherently right. Yeah, evil, okay, right? yeah, 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 like, yeah. The food itself, yeah, right. Is, and but could easily be eaten in excess and become an issue. Oh yeah, like, right. Morally, you know. Yep. And and so. I think in the same, I think that's where I keep coming back to with, with even media is like, it's, it just has to be in check. Yeah. So here's, here's my question to you two ordained people, you guys, <laughs> um, how with, here's the reality, right? We're going to encounter shows like Game of Thrones. We're going to encounter music like that influences us badly, whatever. We're going to encounter these things. Food, whatever. Sometimes you just got to go to McDonald's because it's fast, it's quick, it's always there, it's always consistent, and, you know, it's not so bad once you start to justify it. How do we go about making those decisions and discernments towards what we consume, whether that be food or media? Just how how day-to-day, practically, can we do that well if i'm talking about myself i think the first question for me is am i interested in this and if the answer is yes i'm probably going to give it a shot whether it's a six-piece nugget or that's not enough nuggets dude those fries sound so good right now (laughs) (laughs) or whether it's um whether it's a new tv series that you know i've seen a trailer for and I'll probably give it a shot. And for me, it's it's about my interest. And if it holds my interest and I'm compelled by it, whatever it is, I'm probably going to to watch, to listen, to to do. Now, is that right or good? I don't I don't know if all the time that's right or good. Well, but just I'm, in my in my flesh who I am. Like, well, let me say for me, because that is not the case for <clears throat> me. Like my whole testimony is fueled by and it it all started with screamo music because i loved it it was in my interest to listen to screamo music but the influence that it had on me was more than i could bear you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yep so that's not for everybody (laughs) no and i'm not saying it is i'm just i'm just talking about myself now let me now let me process a little more what i'm saying (laughs) It's a good thing to do. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it's recorded. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's just where I'm at. And I'm more reactionary. Like if I notice something is happening, like I'm feeling depressed over a number of days or whatever, like, and I can pinpoint that and say, Oh, this is, this is probably because of this thing influencing me. Then I'll react to it. So that's how I live my life and not probably the healthiest um, <laughs> way to go about things, but it's just, it's just the, the place I'm in. And I know myself enough at this point to know, like, 
when I start to see those influences or feelings or triggers kind of happen, then I can, I can very easily pull back or cut out depending, you know, what it is for other people. How do you do that? Like, how do I decide whether I should watch this or do this? I mean, you have to know yourself and your tendencies. Like, do you have an addictive personality? Do you have depressive, you know, uh, a depressive bent or do you struggle with anxiety and stuff? If you, if you watch a series that's like high paced and uh, that it could very easily trigger your anxiety, things like that. Or if you watch a series where all the characters, like I watch, I watch this series on HBO right now called succession. All the characters are terrible people. Like, and if you're consuming something where there's no redeeming quality, like that could trigger something in you. Like you just have to understand yourself and your triggers into what's going to lead you into like, I don't know, a state of, uh, you know, whatever feeling or lead you away from Jesus. I think, I, I think it starts with just understanding yourself and where. Yeah. And, and, where and it's, it's a self-awareness coupled with, cause really we we're talking about the, the guilt that, that crosses the line into sin is actually conviction. Right, like guilt is, guilt is actually not really a. We we shouldn't live in a true state of guiltiness as believers, but the Holy Spirit is in us to convict us of sin, and so that's it's like it's knowing your tendencies and then just being aware of like if the, if the Holy if the Holy Spirit that literally lives inside of you is convicting you of something then you gotta listen <laughs> like just, how, how like, long have we been going uh, well we had some start time but we're at 58 minutes here it took us that long to get there <laughs> no <laughs> I'm like wow we probably should have talked about that a while ago well yeah <laughs> that's a great point yeah I mean, I mean uh, the, Holy, the Holy Spirit does his work and I'll say too like knowing Okay, so we read that Colossians verse, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. Like, if you, as, you know, in relationship with Jesus, if you are steeped in his word, if you're praying regularly, if you're, like, living with him and know him and his voice, and you are actively setting your mind on him, like, when you live life and consume things or see something that it might interest you, your ability to discern what that is, how it will affect you, whether it's righteous or good, will be that process will take place much quicker. Yeah. Because you know what good and holy and right is, and that is in Christ. And if your mind is set on him, you can see what contrasts with him in the world very easily. So, like, you are absolutely right, Zach. The Holy Spirit lives in us and convicts us. And coupling that with knowledge of Christ and who he is, like we can, that discerning work will take place more naturally because of those things like coming together in our minds and in our eyes, you know, as we just live and, and do. I'll also say this, like whether you're married or single or whatever, if you're trying to just actively live in, you know, with Jesus in a state of holiness, like throw it out there to someone maybe. Like, hey, man, I saw this trailer for this series called Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, let's go back 10 years in time. Uh, I'm thinking about watching it. What do you think? Have you seen that? And just see, like, what happens there. If it's someone you know and trust and loves you, like, see how they react. And maybe based on that, 
that can just help you gauge whether, oh, this is good or I should do this or I shouldn't worry about it, you know? Like allow others to speak into you and um, just take good advice as well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did we answer your question, Kim? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's circle back to where we started. Should I feel guilty about guilty pleasures? Maybe. Not all the time. Unless it's yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, then you should feel terrible you should about feel yourself. feel convicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I feel better. <laughs> Again, it does, the payoff is so bad that it wasn't worth all the... Moral, moral, moral of the moral uh our breaking bad absolutely worth it <laughs> yeah. absolutely worth it yeah. great show yeah great show zach watch breaking i will bad. I'll, i'm on it all right well guys um we don't want to keep you much longer and uh hope this conversation was insightful i don't know if we accomplished much but i enjoyed it <laughs> we're not doing how to's we're we're, we're just, just learning to talk we're just talking we're that's right buddy <laughs> We are learning to talk, That's and we right, are buddy. learning to talk. Uh, Cam, Zach, myself, I was going to thank myself. <laughs> we're here. We were here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, at Learn to Talk Podcast on Instagram. Find us on Spotify, YouTube. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We're just going to Snapple Smodcasts. And uh, Snapple should start a podcast. Anyway, um, does Snapple still exist? Yeah. Yeah, I love Snapple. All right. Peach Snapple. Mm. Not a sponsor. All right, gang. Thanks for joining us. We hope uh we hope you have a great life. <laughs> and uh <laughs> see you never. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We have a guest next episode and we are just excited to share that conversation with you. So thanks for being here. Learning to talk podcast. Peace out, homies. Learning to Talk podcast was produced by 6-5 Films in Burlington, Vermont. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure you find us on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. And like, comment, subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Learn to Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>